This is Acast Recommends. Every week, we pick one of our favourite shows. And this is one we think you're going to love. Hello, I'm Jeff Lloyd, and I recently had a baby with Ed Miliband. A baby podcast, that is. It's a spin-off of our show, Reasons to be Cheerful. It's called Cheerful Book Club, and it's conversations with some of the best writers working in the world today. You'll really enjoy our chats with people like US broadcasting legend Rachel Maddow, literary giant Ian McEwan, and the big, short and moneyball author Michael Lewis. Feed your brain with ideas from the Cheerful Book Club. You'll find us on the excellent Acast app or wherever else you get your podcasts. Acast is home to the biggest podcasts from Ireland and around the world. Subscribe to this show and hundreds more now via Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Everything is Black and White podcast brought to you by Chronicle Live and sponsored by Hodgson Motor Group bringing you the latest insight into everything to do with Newcastle United. Find us on iTunes, Spotify or most podcast providers. Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast live from St James's Park. I'm Andrew Musgrove joined here by our football editor Mark Douglas. Uh, Mark, if I'd said to you with an hour gone Newcastle are going to walk out of here tonight with all three points, what would your reaction have been? Stunned really. Um, as I kind of was at, at, the, at the final whistle um, the performance it was really dogged determined but I can't pretend I enjoyed it for 92 minutes but then football's about winning isn't it and the 93rd minute winner turns it from a you know pretty kind of <laughs> something to endure into something to really enjoy at the end so um, you know you, you kind of you can't quite make sense of it but by the same token you know what a win and and what an effort by all 12 players, well, obviously Jetro Williams went off, but all of the players, the management team, you know, fair play, fair play to them for, for that win today. You were sitting behind me in the press box and with 92 minutes gone, you said, hey, this is a decent point. Yeah. Malcolm McDonald said, we haven't won it yet. <laughs> and then Hayden goes up the pitch and heads home. What um, was a goal that just sent the whole stadium into absolute celebration? Yeah, I mean, I've said it before on the pod um, about kind of this has been a, a strange season because I think yeah, Steve Bruce has just admitted there on the on the uh, on the at the press conference that they're not very good to watch um, but having said that there's been five or six moments that would be up there with the last five or six years definitely you know you've got your Almiron winner um, Alan Maximan away at Sheffield United um, Longstaff's goal um, you know there's been Man City the Shelby's goal against Man City some really like lift the roof off St James Park moments than today was one of them you know that that Moment. I mean, that was as loud a roar as you've heard for for a few years. You know, I mean, I thought the Longstaff goal roar was kind of up there. But uh, you know, there's. I think there's something primal, isn't it, about the fact that you don't really deserve the win, and then you go and get it. That is, as a fan, you know, better than anything. And I think there's, there's even a buzz in the press in the press room t- tonight. You know, that, that they've won it because it feels like for me that is a massive win to get them that bit closer to safety. You know, I mean, they now are in a really good position. To, to you know to, to be safe long before the end of the season they shouldn't now have too many problems with that seven points clear of the bottom three who've all sort of picked up a lot of points over Christmas um, but Newcastle seven points clear of them now so you'd say that is a really healthy cushion 
the team have that never see a day out. Actually, I think that's five goals they've scored in the last uh, couple of minutes, um, getting the win or getting a draw at least. But today it was, it was, it felt like something different. I know we've we've got the half season tickets and there's there's a bit of uh, controversy over that, but the stadium was alive for those last fifteen minutes. And it, it, you know we don't want to be cliche here, but it really felt like a twelfth man in the stands. Yeah, and that's what that's why the the club have done it. You know, I know there's been a lot of controversy about it, but they've done it because they want they want those kind of atmospheres in the last 15 minutes they want people on board they don't want empty seats they didn't want the flat atmosphere that we've had um, for, for long periods this season I thought the team the, the fans really stayed with them today I think the fans kind of n- understand what this team's all about they don't get on their backs you know look it's new. This is a big club, Newcastle United. They're being penned into their own half against against Chelsea for long periods. Not an easy watch, you know. I think I tweeted about sixty, seventy minutes in. I wasn't enjoying watching it because, you know, it's frustrating to to think that it's Newcastle United and they're up against it. But you you always have to apply the context of what's going on. And this is a, a team that's you know on its uppers. They're all in the red zone. You know, they've played a lot of games. Uh, over Christmas, they get, they're picking up injuries. It's not a team that's got it's that, that's got full strength. Um, a lot of people have put a lot of minutes in, you know. Uh, but they are, I mean, there's so much to admire in this team in the way that they work. You know, they'll hopefully get better. But I think in terms of you know the personnel, they'll buy better players, and hopefully you know the players will improve as well. But the one thing that they have to retain with this group is the spirit because it is so so important, and it's not easy to generate it's really not you know you, I've been I've been here when better teams have lost games like that um, you know and, and the other thing that I think not a lot of people are talking about is is something that Benitez talked about two seasons ago he said his team were naive he said two years ago he, he felt you know that they, they didn't know how to win games they didn't know how to close games out what you're seeing two years on and credit to the former manager and credit to the current manager as well is you're seeing a team that has learnt how to win Premier League games. It's learn how to win points. Um, they know what they need to do. They know when not to give possession away. I mean, you can count on one one hand the amount of mistakes that Newcastle United made in that second second half. They just didn't make mistakes. They didn't give away daft free kicks. They didn't give away the ball very often. They knew what they needed to do to kind of stay in the game and get a point. I mean, look, it wasn't a game plan to win the match, was it? They 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 didn't they weren't trying to win the game. They weren't you know there wasn't like a plan a big plan to win the game. But when you you give yourself a chance when you play like that, there was a plan to get a point in that second half, um, and they stuck to it. And you know they did better than that. And you know you you can just all you can say is fair play. And and I think you know I think a lot of the people who who've really laid into Steve Bruce, you know possibly need to. It's been a good week for Steve Bruce because he's had. There's been two things that have happened. A, they've won today, which obviously is great. And but B, the other thing that you know a lot of people have been cynical about is the FA Cup and the, and the attitude to the FA Cup. They've they've played the strongest team they could possibly play in the FA Cup, and then they've won today. So he's had a really really good week. So a lot of people who've been really hammering him um, over Christmas and you know about the injuries and things like that, I think I think have to give him credit. And you know maybe this should be a bit of a truce from some of the people who are just waiting to jump jump on his back when they lose games because you know they could lose on on Tuesday they could then lose to Oxford even potentially um although you know you'd hope that they wouldn't but they could lose on Tuesday but you have to give him credit because there's a whole load of things that are probably not going for them and they could have easily have after Christmas they could have they could have slid away we all worried that they weren't going to win another they weren't going to win any more points until they got to Norwich actually they've taken four from six against Wolves away in Chelsea 
and they've gone through in the FA Cup. So, you know, absolutely fantastic. So some of the people who are climbing into them after the Rochdale draw, I would hope, you know, maybe tonight they might think that, look, that there needs to be a bit of a truce there, that you can be unhappy with a lot of aspects of what's going on at the football club. I understand that, but you need to be, I think, you know, you need to give credit where it's due. There we have it from Mark Douglas. Thank you, Mark, for joining us. Joined now by Lee Ryder. Lee, um, did you expect that? Isaac Hayden, last-minute winner? Well, I thought, you know, going into it nil-nil, there was going to be one more chance in the game, and Joel Anton obviously sticks one wide and you, you're worried about it, thinking that was probably the, ch- the, the chance. But then, you know, Hayden jumps, jumps in there with a, a last-gasp effort and they take all three points, so... Fantastic for him, um, and I, for me, I, I put a tweet out saying Newcastle deserved it, and I, I think sometimes you make your own luck in life, and they certainly did today. Injury hit, uh, they've had a really tough, festive period, but they hung in there today. Bodies on the line, chasing back, and yeah, for that alone, I think they deserved the luck today. Julian, and you mentioned they had a chance, and he probably should have had it on target uh, towards the end of the game, and he kind of scuffed it wide. Um, but I think what a lot of people are forgetting for that actual goal that Hayden scored, um, it was Joe Linton who won the corner and he was sprinting like the game had just started. And to have the, the vision, the desire um, to get that corner, quick throw from Alan St Max, but had that desire to keep running yeah. and then to get the corner, was um, he, he had a good performance today, Joe Linton. I think he did. Uh, you know, putting the chance that he scuffed wide aside, uh, Joe Linton really... It seems to be picking things up. I mean, you only have to look as far as someone like Almiron, who battles, he scraps, he chases back. Um, he was everywhere today, and Joe Linton seems to be like taking a bit of advice, you know, from that. Um, he's working hard, unlucky to hit the bar in the first half, but as you say, showing the desire and the belief to get a corner late on, which you know ends up setting the winner. It wasn't the best set piece to be to begin with, but it worked out all right in the end. Uh, in your player ratings, you give Fernandez a nine. Um, Alan Shearer uh, said Kieran Clark was a standout performer. You could have said Jamal Lasalle's had a great game. It's great to be in that position where literally you could pick any one of those uh, back three and say, "Hey, you, you, you were one man of the match today." Yeah, I mean, it was even if they'd have got a nil-nil draw, that you know you're looking at eights and nines for the for the back three. Um, it was one then where it was difficult to put a man of the match on it really someone's got to win it um, and for me Fernandez just showed that cool composure at certain moments in the game um, and led by example it's like having an extra captain on the pitch when, when he's playing like that he's certainly playing for a contract here um, it looks like if he can keep that up then he's going to leave Steve Bruce with pretty much a, a no-brainer in terms of you know extending that deal by further yeah he's in the latter years of his career but He's certainly, uh, he's certainly coming good now. We hope you've enjoyed this episode so far. It's sponsored by Hodgson Motor Group, the Northeast number one family-owned Toyota, Mazda and Suzuki dealership group. Please remember to like and subscribe to the podcast through wherever you get your podcasts from. Hi there, it's Caroline Foran from Owning It, the Anxiety Podcast and this is a Staycast from Acast. Please, please, please do follow the government's advice right now, which is currently to stay at home where possible. The sooner we all get on board with these measures, the sooner we will be all together again. While you're staying at home, here's a recommendation for another great podcast for you to listen to. I think we need a bit of comic relief more than ever, so why not try the Two Johnnies podcast, available on the Acast app or wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) 
talked about Isaac Hayden then he scores the winner he had no right performance in the middle but was then shifted out to, yeah. to right wing back it um, got better and better for him throughout the day I thought I didn't think he did that well actually when he was in midfield I thought he got overran a bit uh, with Jorginho and Mason Mount and people like that in, in there Will I am and it was difficult for him and then he gets sort of shunted to right wing back did okay but he was in the right place at the right time got, got the winner uh, didn't give up wasn't uh, meant to be there partly or was yeah. he there's a bit of confusion don't think he was meant to be there because he was on a yellow card and the, I think if he hadn't been on a yellow card he would have been the last man to to, to stay back um, instead they, they didn't want to risk a red card so he goes up there not that there was much time left in the game to be sent off but uh, he was up there and he was in the right place and he got just enough on it I spoke to him actually in the mix zone afterwards um, and he was just absolutely Delighted, still on, still on cloud nine, and uh, like I think we all are at the moment. It's just a great win for Newcastle. He replaced Emil Kraft in the right wing back, and we don't want to bring a negative on yeah. onto this because it is a positive night. But it was a hard day for Emil Kraft. He was overran. Um, I mean, it's there's obviously there's a player there that scouted him, that liked him, but you know Steve Bruce was was constantly barking instructions at him. Um, what, what, what can you do in that situation? I mean, obviously, it was the right substitute to make. In the first half, I, offensively, I actually think he'd done all right. He put some good crosses in, um, did okay going forward, looked a lot more confident than he has been. Second half, I think, where we sit in the press box, you got a full examination of, of what was going wrong for him. It was really hard, though, against someone like Will Ian. Um but to be fair, when he didn't dive in, he didn't you know, get booked or anything like that. So for me, I won't be too harsh on him. I've, seen, I've certainly seen worse performances down the years, um, and it's not through the one to try. And so he's doing all right. Um, he got taken off, probably the right decision in the end. But, um, yeah, you're not going to uh, sabotage anyone after that day because everyone's played the part in a good 1-0 win, and uh, you take all the positives from it. Longstaff brothers, did they make a difference when they came on? Both of them came on towards the end there? Yeah, played the part in, in the win. Um, hard for them being you know, relegated to the bench beforehand. Difficult um, difficult decision for Steve Bruce in some ways. Sean Longstaff starting to slowly come back into it. Uh, my Longstaff certainly harsh on him because I think he's been brilliant the last you know couple of weeks. Contract situation hovering over his head but both came on both focused both played a part uh, and finally we spotted uh, Valentino Lazaro's agent here at uh, before kick off yes uh, talking with Steve Nixon uh, Steve Bruce didn't want to say anything in his in his press conference that he hadn't spoken to Lee Charnley um, what's the latest at just check the time there for anybody that might be a bit uh, critical whatever does break after we put this podcast out at 9 o'clock here on Saturday what's your latest understanding with that move well, I think that in the building we're standing in they are discussing a move um, whether it's going to be a loan with an obligation That I think that's what be up in the air he just made the move to Inter Milan hasn't worked out for him so price has been discussed wages being discussed so I think there is a chance that this one will happen. Uh, but Steve Bruce hinting in the press conference about a bit of a rethink defensively because of Jetro Williams' injury, Paul Dummett's not looking good. So they, they now need a left-back as well. So, yeah, difficult times. But um, but I think, as going back to the question, certainly play the wand. Steve Bruce certainly didn't deny it there, did he? He tried to deflect things as much as he can. 
but I still think there's at least one or two other deals that they're having a look at at the moment and uh, people may be pleasantly surprised by this transfer window by the end well just finally before I go off to find Kieran Kelly um, Steve Bruce obviously he enjoyed that win but I think what's refreshing he was honest he said look it was we didn't deserve to win but we, 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 you know, we got the three points smash and grab I think was the expression he used yeah uh, right in the headlines for as well now um, but no the for, for me they deserved it because as I say they, they dug in um, you'll take you'd take three or four more wins like that this season and the reality is now if they get you know three more victories from the remaining 16 games then they're going to be in the Premier League again next season and that that's all that counts now joined by Kieran Kelly Kieran um a fantastic win in the end uh, Hayden with that last minute winner let's talk about the return of Alan St Maximum the man who, who put the cross in for Hayden to head home yeah uh, I think that bit of quality told uh, I think I you know, it was amazing really to see him do a full 90 minutes first and foremost you know he'd been out for six weeks and he's been back training for two weeks but to, to do that obviously is, is, is remarkable and then to come up with that moment of magic that cross of the death you know I think Richie's corner originally is, is headed clear of it easy and you kind of think oh is that you know the effort gone um, and then some Axman's there to, to swing it back in it's a great cross and you know when minds are tiring when legs are flagging to, to step up with, with that bit of quality it really told and uh, it's another assist for him and I think you could see the value of still having him on the pitch there so it, it was encouraging encouraging to see him come through and um, I, they don't have much time to recover now ahead of the Everton game, but you, you know, central to Newcastle season, if it's not already obvious, is keeping him fit. You know, you look at their points total when he's in the starting line. I think it's twenty-three from thirty-three. That's remarkable. It's not a coincidence. He, 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 the players know when they get the ball to him, he can do something very different, uh, similar to Almiron now actually. And if you get the both of those guys firing Newcastle really have a chance of hurting teams as well as you know showing that resilience and spirit to be able to contain them you mentioned Matt, Matt Ritchie there he came on for Jetro Williams probably a little earlier than expected um, first of all the Williams injury um, Steve Bruce admitted didn't look good my first thought was either a broken leg or a knee and, and Steve Bruce said he thinks it's probably appreciated he needs to see how bad it is um, and whether that will affect you know the transfer dealings in the next few weeks but it, a huge blow because it does seem at the very worst he's going to be out for quite a few weeks yeah you have to you have to feel for him I think not only has he come back from from a groin injury earlier this month but he's I think he had two knee injuries in a really short period of time at PSV going back a few years and he came back from each of them and he's been injury free for so long when it comes to serious injuries and um, the impact he's made since coming in alone I think he's been really good um, Richie's leadership's been missed but it's been quite telling really you know you don't look at that left side as a weakness without him in the team uh, that's down to Willems and it's a huge blow for him and you know you think will it potentially even have a bearing on them taking up the option of, of bringing him in permanently you know this could be an actual life changing moment after such an encouraging few months where you just don't know what could happen so you really feel for the guy for Richie obviously a, a great replacement to come in and we all know what he can do and I think Newcastle are very lucky that they've got someone who can come in like that but yeah you have to feel for Willems absolutely
which he had a, a good game. The corner flag felt um, his celebrations um, rather harshly, as did a member of the crowd. If you, saw, if you search social, uh, social media, Richie and corner flag, you will see the video that I'm talking about. Uh, we do hope that the gentleman isn't hurt too much as it hit him in the, uh, how shall we say, the crown jewels is where the corner flag ended up going. Um, but look... He's, a, he's like another leader on the pitch. He's always talking, maybe to himself sometimes, you know. But that communication, in all seriousness, is great to have. And, you know, the stands that he sets himself um, are where everyone else on that pitch has to has to aim for. Yeah, it's the same at Lascelles. I think I said the other night, you have two leaders, two vocal guys, two, you know, proven Premier League players who know how to get over the line and who know this team inside out and know the kind of what you need to do to get <laughs> remarkable results and I think you can see the difference they made to that back line I mean Newcastle's defence been rock solid for, for large parts before kind of the festive period and then between then and a few weeks ago really it's, it's some really sloppy mistakes but tonight they were they're back it, it was dangerous policy at times they got deeper and deeper more and more tired you're almost inviting Chelsea but you know Chelsea only really had a couple of decent chances a few long range efforts um, they're going to be really important for the final few months of the season. You can see what they can do. And just finally, uh, Dubravka, um, for all Chelsea had the possession, 70% possession, only had, you'd say, one uh, difficult save to make. There was one cleared off the line and there was a cross he gathered. But the main chance was uh, Conte um, in the first half. You know, he, It was brilliant keeping because he, he held his position as in standing up for so long, for as long as he could before then going to ground and you know stopping with his, with his feet. And just another example of um, you know what a bargain he's been and how important he is to that, to that uh, Newcastle United side. Yeah, I feel like a broken record, I think, every week, <laughs> every second week. Um, yeah, he's, particularly this winter, I think the amount of points he's he's helped them earn has been been brilliant. And um, we saw that at Wolves last week. He made some brilliant saves. And today, again, when he was called upon, that Kante one you mentioned, he was he made a, a really important save. And, you know, had Kante scored that goal at that point in the game, it could have been a very different story. Um, whereas Chelsea seemed to get quite frustrated and, it just seemed like one of those days where it wasn't going to go in for them so yeah you, you look at January now Newcastle are kind of set the standard with someone like Dubravka when they brought him in a couple of years ago on loan initially that's the kind of lift that's the kind of quality you have to bring in so um, yeah it'd be really interesting this month if they do get those one or two players in uh, can they have that kind of effect or will we be looking more towards a Schlemani hopefully not well, just finally from you, we'll stick with the, with the window there. We spotted as always agent here um, before the game. He's in, to, we presumably uh, think, to, to talk terms. Um, anything you can give our listeners regarding the window? They, uh, the club were, were confident, I should say quietly confident, um, just going back yesterday, so Friday, that there would be a made they get at least one major deal so I think in my head that would be in along with Lozano so Lozano being alone and that they could get someone quite decent on a permanent deal they're, they're looking at the forward areas not necessarily a striker but priority is to bring in more firepower and um, I think the last week of the window in particular would be really interesting I think there, there are a few clubs they're going up against for a couple of targets but um, as I said they've because they're so focused on bringing in the quality that can enhance what they have. Um, I think that, it, that hopefully should mean that the, the guys they bring in can be come in, hit the ground running and really add to what they have. So hopefully they do get a couple of names. I think 
it will give everyone a lift and give them that push for the final few months and to go as high as they possibly can with the cup run all going well. Well there you have it, we'll of course bring you all the up-to-date news on chroniclelive.co.uk. In the meantime, enjoy your weekends and we will be back uh, next week. Thank you very much for listening. This is Acast Recommends. Every week, we pick one of our favourite shows. And this is one we think you're going to love. Hello, I'm Jeff Lloyd, and I recently had a baby with Ed Miliband. A baby podcast, that is. It's a spin-off of our show, Reasons to be Cheerful. It's called Cheerful Book Club, and it's conversations with some of the best writers working in the world today. You'll really enjoy our chats with people like US broadcasting legend Rachel Maddow, literary giant Ian McEwan, and the big short and moneyball author Michael Lewis. Feed your brain with ideas from the Cheerful Book Club. You'll find us on the excellent Acast app or wherever else you get your podcasts. Acast is home to the biggest podcasts from Ireland and around the world. Subscribe to this show and hundreds more now via Acast or wherever you get your podcasts.